0: Here at the Fantasy Doctors, we use our expertise in the world of sports, as well as medicine, to bring you the most up-to-date injury news. Our first injury of the day actually broke his back last week. I want Lionel Messi healthy. I want Suarez healthy. Fam, fam. Mo Salah is Beasting. yeah i want ronaldo healthy i want the whole squad
1: healthy seven la liga title in a span of 10 years that basically to me that means he was concussed he was knocked out there was absolutely no competition we're your hosts physical therapy students andy and berg and welcome to the hello, hello soccer, soccer players
0: podcast. welcome to the latest episode of the soccer fitness experience it's me your
1: co-host andy what my main man berg berg how you doing today bro i am blessed sir i am blessed oh by the way we lost a final.
0: Oh, um, in your yeah. in your
1: league? Dang. Yeah, we we're supposed to get promoted to the first division, but we were winning 2 0 in the first half. And then the team came back and whooped our ass 4 2, man. 4-2 k uh, the our coach got so mad he quit. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, damn, <laughs> I'm over here like, wow, he's really mad. Oh my God! Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit, man. Yeah. Oh, that's like, intense. Yeah. Yeah. I think he he was he was playing too. I think he made he, the mistake that he made cost us like I think two goals. Oh. And then I, <laughs> I think I because they happen they happen so fast. Like you know. Yeah. But the the people that because I was supposed to sub in for him, and he wouldn't sub out. Yeah. Huh. He wouldn't sub out. I think he was mad that um, you know, they like the people were telling him to to sub because he, mm. you know, he the, the, the 20 minutes that he was in, he wasn't playing at his best and people wanted him to sub and he was just mad. Dang. Oh yeah. Yo, I
0: accidentally injured like two players yesterday when I was playing. You injured them? Accidentally, accidentally. accidentally.
1: So, <laughs> are you well, like one uh, of those so, that slide tackle? Like, that's No, no, nah,
0: nah, I'm not one of those. Both of them are, are my fault, to be clear. But I played a through ball. To Remember that I told you that one guy who had, like, a full ski mask wrapped up everywhere because he was complaining about the cold? I gave him a through ball, and he started running after it, and I'm like, oh, he could definitely catch it. Like, I didn't hit it that hard. And he pulled his hamstring. Oh, and shoot. I'm like, bro, like, you, you should have done your warm-up.
1: See, we just whatever. talked about that and last week. And later
0: on in the game, yeah, exactly. You gotta Extended treat- warm-up when you're cold, guys. Yeah, this man. is why. <laughs> um, and then after that, this one boy, you know, a little guy, fast, quick with his feet, tried to play some games with me. So he tried to, like, elastico me, but, like, was running at me. And I didn't fall for it. And I took the ball clean. And then he ran straight into my chest. Next thing I know, I hear what sounds like a balloon deflating. And it was all the air leaving his lungs because, like, he, he ran into my chest and kind of bounced off me. So I thought he was good. But, like, <laughs> the wind got knocked out of him.
1: Yo, that's <laughs> so bad. Wow. So you're like Superman over here? Like, people running into yeah. you and just, like, bam like yeah
0: dude, he bounced off of me bro but
1: dude i need to come down and play and play with you man yo
0: or i yeah, need to come dude, up I, make, I need to come up to boston yeah Actually, play I some wait. games it's too, man. it's too cold bro it's too cold right now it's too cold you come down here
1: right, I'll, I'll come down <laughs> eventually <laughs>
0: uh but today we're talking shin splints right so yes. Berg, we we both get the question like i have shin splints i gotta get rid of them can you tell us what like what are our shin splints like? What's the deal? Yeah,
1: yeah. shin splints, also known as um, medial tibial stress syndrome, is basically like an overuse injury that you get around the shin area. Um, what it is is just you know it's like this dull pain that you, if you guys touch your shin, I don't right where you put your shin guards and then wrap your wrap your hand around and go medially. You know that area, that's that's the area where you get you know, the, the, the pain and it, it's really tender and sometimes it gets really worse and then you it can actually cause, you know, some fracture in the, in the shin bone. And so that's what happened when this, this basically what shin splint is. You get that pain around that shin bone area from, well, we're going to talk about why you get it, but this is literally what shin splint is, but now how you, why you get this though, it's, it's a little bit. You know, there's a combination of different factors, but mostly from what I've um, from my experience, what I've, not my experience from what my patient and, you know, all the soccer player that I've talked to, it's mostly this like handy. And it's, it's funny, right? So it's the summer. Nobody trains during the summer and then school coming about, they go into college and all of a sudden they have to try really hard to make it to the team. Or there's this new camp that they're trying to get into like around like August and then they start training like crazy no break nothing so that's typically that spike in training load your body's not used to it especially since you know you probably spend the whole summer not training and all of a sudden you increase your training load you know one of the not side effect but one of the result of that could be you getting that pain around the shin area because all of a sudden you Increase. You got like the spike in your training load. Your body's just, you know, haven't gotten used to that. So as a result, you could, you, you basically stress the shin, shin part area, and that's where you get the pain. Now there are many other there there are other reasons too why you get the shin splint. Andy, I don't know if you want to comment on a couple of them too.
0: Yeah. So I mean, the whole reason why this happens, right, is because that area that you mentioned, that area inside of your of your shin bone, um, there are several muscles there. And when those muscles are used um, in a way that we're not used to using them like an overuse, um, that muscle starts to tug on the bone a little harder than what it should. Yeah. And that tug is what creates that pain. Um, Which is why when you have a spike in your training load, You know, you're asking your muscles to do something that you're not used to doing on a regular basis at that time. So that, that increases that, that pull from the muscle onto the bone, which is what creates the shin splint sensation. Um, a lot of things can impact this, right? And I think maybe one of the first things we can start off with is down at the foot, right? When you're running, you have to be cognizant of what shoes you're wearing, um, whether it be cleats, whether it be running shoes, whether it be your indoor shoes, those will all have an impact on the way your foot contacts the ground. And in turn, the way the forces that come through your leg um, impact that medial part of the shin that is problematic in shin splints. Um, So make sure you're wearing shoes that are properly fitted. Uh, Make sure you're wearing shoes that are meant for that surface. Uh, If you're playing on turf, maybe get turf shoes. Um, If you're playing maybe like futsal, make sure you have your indoors. If you're on grass, get your grass shoes out. Um, Shoes are going to be your starting point. Um, Playing surface also matters, right? If you're playing on turf versus grass, um, we've already talked about in the previous podcast that it may not necessarily change your risk of shin splints, but it can impact um, the amount of ankle injury you have, and that can impact your shin splints. Um, and just be cognizant of your training load. You know, if you know you're going to be in a scenario where you're playing three, four times a week, make sure you build up to that slowly so you can get used to playing at that intense level over a longer period of time.
1: Yeah. And another, this is all, well, it's not to be, since we're talking about like you know how you get shin spin why this stuff happened there's another not a theory but we tend to see this in people who have shinsmen it's just um the biomechanics of you know the running um is is a little off because there is a part there is some weakness overall in the chains like let's say you know you have some weakness at the hip some weakness at the quad some weakness in your calf muscle we combine that together. It basically throws off like your normal um, running pattern, so to say. And it, it puts stress in certain areas on your body where, you know, there's not supposed to be that much stress. And in, in this case, put more stress in the shin area, all those muscles around the shin. And uh, so typically, you know, when we do physical therapy with those people, we also focus on, you know, the, the, the muscle that are weak as well. To basically like change that running pattern to get them back to optimal function again, and another thing that um, we typically see with people who have shin splint is just you know a lack of flexibility too. Not to say that the lack of flexibility or previously what I said a muscle imbalance is what's causing the shin splint, but we tend to find out when we address these problem especially flexibility or muscle imbalance, things tend to get a little bit better. So I typically see people have um, either like a lack of range of motion on how far they can point their foot up or um, they have like severe calf tightness. Like calf is like hard as a rock. And that's some of the common pattern that I see with people that have shin splint. So make sure if you have this problem, if you have shin splint and then you thinking about recovering from it uh make sure you check just to see if check check well of course you got to go to a professional too you know i gotta make sure i say that <laughs> just go <to> cover my <laughs> basis of course uh you gotta make sure you go professional but but you know in the meantime if you want to check things yourself you gotta make sure that you know your calf is not too tight or you know you don't have a like weakness around your quad area or your hip for sure and another another thing that can impact Um,
0: your shin splints in general, is how much you weigh. Um, And most Mm. people think, why does my weight have any impact on the pain that's going on in my leg? Well, when you're running, like let's say you weigh 150 pounds, right? When you're running, your body puts about seven to eight times your body weight in terms of forces into the ground. So if you weigh 150 pounds, and let's multiply that by eight, That means every time you're running, you're putting over 1,200 pounds of force through your leg, Mm -hmm. right? So let's say you gain 10 pounds, um, then you're 160 pounds times eight, that's 1,280. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So with with every pound that you gain, it's going to require your body to transmit more forces through that same leg. So you can see now how if you have all these facts, because like let's say you, you're not flexible, um, you gain some weight over the summer, um, you have a massive spike in your training load because you just started your preseason, and you're playing on turf with the wrong shoes, you can see how all of these can really make a, make a recipe for something like shin splits. Now that's definitely a lot, but that's a lot of things that you can control. So if with all this information here, you can hopefully prevent this.
1: You know what? I wonder if Hazard, if if Eden Hazard had a case of shin splint early in the season. Because that boy, (laughs) that boy, that boy's stomach was poking down from his jersey.
0: Uh, (laughs) Listen, man, I have no comment on that. And he probably had
1: a spike in his training load. So I wonder if he had... (laughs) listen man hey. oh man oh you you want to know who gets <laughs> these a lot up, unrelated to soccer um the Ew. people um the people who go for um, to go to navy seal training oh for a lot sure. of them yeah. a lot of them quit because the shin space gets because so, you know it's a lot of running over like like a week period it's just a lot of those yeah. activity that they're not used to and some people they can't continue on with the seal program not because you know it's mental but because their legs about to get shattered <laughs> they're they yep, going on, on sure. leave a medical absence leave so that's uh-huh. how bad she, hey, if she you th- can get guys
0: if you think about it you know they're they're probably they're, they're not getting they're not gaining weight during that period but they're probably carrying gear they're yeah. probably wearing boots and they're probably running in the mountains or about to like i don't know running in boots on sand or something like it's it all comes together and it all makes sense
1: that's true and if you had a case of shin splints before then you you're likely you're more likely to have another episode of Spin. that is if you didn't take care of it the first time yep well that's a lot about what it is and why you get it um let's talk about
0: how we can recover from shin splints. um the first thing that for any injury, you're going to want, like, an initial rest period, right?
1: Yes. Yes, so I, we, I, try, I try to tell um, <laughs> and the people that hit me up and asked me, like, what do I do? What do I do when I got shin splint? I got training coming up. I really want to do better. I really want to do really well. But the shin splint is actually aggravating. I was like, yo, why don't you just rest for, like, two days? And, like, they immediately stopped talking to me. <laughs> because, no, I mean, we would think about it, man. Like, they have tryouts coming on and they want to get into that team and uh, they've been training like crazy, but they can't do 100% because of of the pain in front of the tibia, right? And then they go for, ask for help and you tell them to rest for a little bit, (laughs) you lose them right away.
0: And it kind of sucks that I feel like this injury, I don't really have any signs to back this up, but I feel like, it either hits you right in the beginning of the season, you know, mm-hmm. when you're going through tryouts or right at the end where you have playoffs and very important games. Yeah. And for both of those time periods, missing games really isn't an option unless it's absolutely necessary. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely. That's right. That's right. But if we guys, we, we know there's, there's, there's physical therapy, there's rehabilitation on paper. There's also rehabilitation in real life In real life. You know, if you have your training coming in three days, the likelihood of you stopping your training even for a day, you know, some people might really be avert to that. But, you know, the best thing I can say, even if it's just one day, just to rest because you'd be amazing. Like, you know, you'd be amazed just how much, you know, the symptom lessen if you could take a little bit of rest. You know, some some symptoms are like this where you start playing – and then the, the first five minutes, your, your shin hurts like hell. But then one you play, you don't feel anything afterwards, it hurts like hell again. Um, but, you know, say you take a little bit of rest, right? And then you you don't feel it as much in the beginning, and then towards the end, you know, there's a little bit less pain. One day of rest can actually provide that gradual improvement. And as you rest as well, you can do, all the, you can do things as well to manage it. Like some people like to foam roll, From all the shin area. Um, Some people like to put cream on it. It doesn't matter. Whatever, you know, whatever um, technique you have to kind of like manage the pain that you have in the beginning. It's not going to like cure the shin splint, but in the beginning, you want a little bit of pain management, so to say, so you can be ready to either do the next thing that we're going to talk about afterwards. I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that. Andy,
0: um, no, I think that's pretty good on rest. What was the next thing you want to get into? Um, the
1: resting, so you know, once you say you take a like one rest, one day of rest, um, and then like the next uh, two days later, you want to you know start going back into training again, but you know, you, you might not be ideal to start doing like intense sprint, go back a hundred percent to your training, but you know, some some cross training will be nice, like for example, if. I'm exaggerating here, but well, not exaggerating, but it's just you know it costs a little bit of money. Let's say, say you you run, you are doing running all the time just to you know increase your stamina. So you know, let's say, why not try to like like run in the pool for a change? Like it's it's a good core exercise. You're still getting um, you're still getting you know increasing heart rate. You're still working out, um, but at the same time, it's less load onto your shin because, you know, in the water, your body weight is less. Another way you can do is just do like train your upper body, train, you know, do some other exercise that target um, other part of your body than, you know, the shin area.
0: Yep. And um, another thing you can do after your rest period is strengthen specifically that one muscle that's you know tugging on that bone that we talked about earlier. Uh, you can do a lot of balance training and proprioceptive training to increase the strength of that muscle. Um, so the muscles on the inside of your calf, that's gonna help you a lot with uh, balance and ankle control. So if you can do balance exercises, that will help strengthen that muscle so that way it can properly function and you're increasing the capacity of that muscle. So hopefully, if you do that, um, it will cause you less pain.
1: And the, the other thing I get at, agree with you 100% on that, um, to add to the balance training, you also want to train, uh, you train your ankle as well. You want to get your ankle stronger, um, get that calf looser if it's tight, address all those areas that that needs work like if your hip is weak you find out your hip is weak you work on hip dominant exercise um if you find out your quad is weak you work on quad dominant exercise if your calf is too weak you know you work on getting that flexibility back and improving that range of motion in your ankle once you start doing that addressing you, you take a little bit of rest and you start addressing um certain um I, I don't want to call it imbalance, but, you know, some deficit that you have in terms of strength and flexibility, then things start to get a little bit better. And then as things start to get better, you still want to train. You don't want to stop mm-hmm. training completely, but now it's a matter of, now you're slowly adding to the training load. You don't want to, like, go 100%. No, you know, some you go, like, 10, 20%, like, for for, like, the day. Let's say you have, like, um, two months before your your trial right and you're getting a shit spent two months ago so you have a little bit of leeway you wanna you want go hundred percent to the training so let's say the first week you go twenty percent and uh, you 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 start monitoring the pain in the in the, in the, in the shin right twenty percent i I did training twenty percent and there's not much pain that's good all right let's see how it is next week let's add forty percent into it. And let's modulate the pain. Or if it's too much in two weeks, 40%. Or let's down it down to like 35%. Of course, you you have to deduct how much 35% is. um, But that's kind of the ways to, you know, start monitoring, you know, how much load, how much training you're doing. And then the third week, you add a little bit more to it until eventually you're able to do 100% with very minimal pain or no pain.
0: Yep. And load management is going to be your best friend when it comes to recovering from this because it's not like you're going to wake up one day and your pain's magically going to be gone. Um, You're likely going to have to train through it to some degree. And the key there is to do as much as you can tolerate within that pain range that um, is... Pretty low, yeah, minimal. Um, so as rate. long as you can do that, then you should be able to recover, and you should be able to play in those games at the beginning and the end of the season that are, that are valuable to you as a player and to your team.
1: Well said. Mm-hmm. You ever had all I got. You ever had Oh, uh, yo,
0: actually, I ha- I had like symptoms of it for a little bit when I was recovering from my injury and i was getting back to running mm. um again so i was wearing the wrong shoes massive spike in training load um running on concrete so tough surface um i i, I had a f- i felt like i didn't have it yet but i was going to it was coming because on. of the symptoms i was feeling in my leg it was coming on and if you can catch it early, you can you can really nip it in the butt real quick. But uh which I was able to do. I dropped my training load. Um I changed some factors around and it was gone after about a week and a half. So
1: what about you? Um no. No, not much, not much, no. I'm starting getting back pain now. That's 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 new. Oh, uh. Damn. Yeah man I think I you need you need a high low table that's what you need I need <laughs> I have a I do have a high low table <laughs> now Yeah like, yeah I do <laughs> I have high-low table. Dang. I don't know what's up with you then I don't know I think um oh I know what it is ooh dude it should be like a I don't know if if all the soccer players experience this but you know I wanted to get my crossing a little better so I spent uh-huh. like uh, my crossing and my um, ping—the way I ping the ball—I was working on yeah. that for like a month. So every uh-huh. every Thursday and Sunday, I would just go and just practice just how to ping. And then I think that rotate, repeated rotation, the follow through—you know, the follow through—it kind of like your your leg turn in a certain way. You kind of like twist your back at the same time. Yeah. So that follow through, that that repetitive swinging of my leg, swinging, swinging, leg, hip. I think it got to my lower back. Mm. That's not good. Yeah. Well, we'll and I've see. Been doing, I've been doing core stabilizations ever since.
0: Okay, okay, okay. We'll
1: we'll get there. We're on the road to recovery. Oh, no, I think I'm recovering. I can. I played, I played, I played. <laughs> I, <laughs> I played last Sunday.
0: Dang, okay, okay. When's uh? So your season's over? When's my season's over?
1: over, man. We lost, and then we had to watch the other team – Sing campeones, campeones! While, while our coach, <laughs> while our coach is like screaming at us, being so disappointed. Oh man! Yeah. And bro. they gave us like, oh man! They gave us number two medals. Oh,
0: that's disrespectful. That's I don't the, want yo! That.
1: I left that shit. <laughs> no, no one <laughs> took it. They were, everyone left it on the field. They go, oh, why are you man. giving us number two, number two uh, medals? Man, keep that. That's funny, bro. Don't that's need funny. that.
0: Yo, dang! I, they, you know what? They probably never have to buy new ones because
1: every team that they try to give it to probably just leaves it behind. Yeah, man. Ooh, who's content with number two? Hell no. Yeah, man. damn, crazy. Mm-mm-mm. All right, bro. All right, that's it for today. Yeah, we'll, see see you you for day, we, we'll see you, all <laughs> see you <all> next week, guys. We'll see you, see you next week.